Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. So all right, huh? First off, cheers. Cheers. Good afternoon, actually. She's afternoon. She's afternoon. Afternoon, pick me up. This is my lovely wife, Pina. Nice. You've heard about her, the infamous. She's, you've heard about her on the podcast before, but you've never met her. So, hi, Wifey. Hi. Hey, hey, hey there hi, she Wifey. is. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Oh, See, right. she's, she's trying. Rainy, lazy Sunday, but it's okay. It's good to have those every now and then. <clears throat> so, today's topic, everybody, we're going to talk about body image. And I'm going to call her out real quick mm-hmm. because she was oh, yeah. super nervous about this podcast, about being on a podcast, about being on a video. Yeah. So, she had to go change. Had to do her hair and had to do her makeup because she was worried. First time on YouTube, (laughs) so she was she was worried about it. So decent, she had to be somewhat decent. So it's a lazy day. It's a lazy day, but had to get out of my stuff. She had to she had to fit the part. So let's talk about body image real quick and how we portray ourselves in our minds versus what the environment and the you know what the environment sees, what we see on the environment right now. And how that affects us in our daily lives and how that affects us as to how we portray our body image to ourselves. So we wanted to get uh, Peanut involved in this one and Mike and Ashley are going to do a follow up on the second part of this podcast, part number two. And then reeling back in part number three, all four of us are going to come together on that. So what's that? It's It's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about body image and let's talk about what we see in the environment, which affects us mentally as to how we portray ourselves with our body image. I'm going to let you go first. So like, what are some of the things that influence your self image and body image? What would you say they are? Well, right now it's probably Instagram and social media. Growing up, we didn't have that. Um, I won't tell you how old I am. But growing up, we didn't have Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, you know, I follow a bunch of these people that have millions of followers and they're all these athletes and, you know, uh, trainers out there, coaches, and if they look amazing, which they usually do because that's their job, that's their life, and I'm looking at them and I'm wondering, you know, how can I get my ass to look like, like that? And always self-conscious about how I look and wanting to look like those people there on Instagram. So that's a great portion of it is social image, social image right now, social media, uh, having that big influence. Now the majority of what I say to her all the time is, listen, you're not an Instagram influencer. You're a mom of two and an attorney. She's an attorney. She's a successful attorney. Um, she's a great mom and she's a wife. We have our life built around 
what we do. We're not on social media all the time as an influencer who just gets paid to look pretty on social media. Now, again, a lot of these people that you see on social media are these influencers on social media. Again, that's all they do. They're in the gym all day long. <clears throat> but also, you've got Photoshop. You've got <laughs> filters. Their, their yeah. filters. They're doing all these things sure. to make themselves look phenomenal on social media. You see a 30-second clip. Or you see a, an image on there that's got all these filters or, you know, they're, they're doing these specific poses. And then when they get done, they're going and they look very much like a regular person. But when they're posing on social media, they're posing for a reason. I mean, we can certainly sit you up in a bikini and have you sitting there on a specific pose, that back arch pose, doing that and throw some filters on there. And you'd look very much like these influencers, but that's not real life. And that's not how we should be portraying ourselves in real life. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't really have social media have that big of an influence on her. And you heard what she said back when we were growing up, we didn't have social media. Just we still, we, for me, it was like Teen Beat magazines, right? When we were growing up and all but again, the actresses. Actresses. Yeah. They're doing it for a reason. And they've got influenced by that. And they've got lights. Like they've got all these things set up. They've got... Again, your software to make clean up the picture and make the picture look phenomenal afterwards. And then we'll print it and we'll put it in a magazine. What you see and how you portray yourself shouldn't be that. You know, it's also individual, I think, in a sense that it's how you grew up or how you, in the first place, see yourself and how confident you are in yourself. I'm sure there are people that look at those, you know, 30-second um, stories on Instagram of these great-looking people with uh, amazing abs and legs and gorgeous bodies and they may not right away to themselves think wow I wish I looked like that you know it just depends on how comfortable people feel in their skin and I was always That's someone you know that had issues with how I looked and growing up you know I had eating disorders growing up uh, because of my body image and always striving to reach that perfectionism so, you know, the way I look at it might be very different from someone who's comfortable in their skin Absolutely. and their body. You can have somebody, you know, be very overweight but comfortable in their skin, being just comfortable who they are. Again, that's also self-criticism. I mean, we're very critical of the way we look at ourselves. We like to live this healthy lifestyle. We like to, you know, portray ourselves as... You know, the fit couple, the fit couple, <laughs> and people, you know, we're always like the power couple, the fitness couple, but that's who we are. It doesn't necessarily mean that's who everybody else has to be. You know, you, you take a look at, you know, actresses that that movie we were watching, some silly movie last night, where there were, you know, two heavy set actresses, and if they're comfortable in who they are, they're comfortable in their skin, that's great as well. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have the same type of influences on them that you know, you see and then other people see, which causes you to have... Or you, you yeah, know, I guess it depends how critical you are of yourself. That's it. That, that critical thinking of yourself. You could be comfortable in your own skin and you could be a little heavy set, and you could be... That's perfectly okay. <clears throat> but again, somebody like you, you're very critical about your body. You're very critical about the way you conduct yourselves and walk around and that social media image of that. But you also do it with people at the gym too. I mean, prior to building oh, a gym I, here. Yeah, I check you, out other girls and if they look great and I'll come up to you like she looks great you know how do I get my abs like that and, and then I, I gotta be the guy like who which girl are you talking about I didn't even notice any girl around this gym yeah no and 
well, that's also an appreciation for the per- the fact that well, that person must work hard. Right. You know, and again, I'm giving them credit. But again, that that person may not have the same type of environment that you have. Again, you're a career orientated person. You're a mother of two. You're in your forties. That could be a person that you've seen in the gym that's in their twenties, no children. You know, just coming out of college. It, it, it all depends on their environment as well as your environment. The things that are in your environment obviously have a big effect on how you look and how you perceive yourself. Mm-hmm. So we also talk about, uh, we just talked about this with another client the other day, is overworking. You know, you have this image of yourself and you get into this image of yourself of, of I want to be this. So how do I get to this? And uh, this one client in particular was overtraining and overworking and I was a victim of this as well. I don't know if you were so much of a victim of over you a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. I was overtraining so much and I weren't I wasn't seeing the results that I really wanted to get because I was overtraining and I was so miserable in how I looked. I just I, I gotta do more, I gotta do more, I gotta do more, I gotta do more. And ultimately it took a lot of people to tell me, you know, you gotta do less. You gotta do less to get there because you're overworking your body to get there. And ultimately, after doing less, I got to the I got the goals and I started succeeding into how I wanted to look. But again, I always have this very critical aspect of the way I look. Every morning, I get up and I look at myself in the mirror. And I, if I still have my six pack, I'm I'm okay, I'm happy. But if I ate you know poorly over a couple of days and I get a little bloated and those six packs not there in the morning, I get a little depressed and and it has a, a big effect on my day-to-day lifestyle, depending on mentally how I see my image and that, that self-awareness of myself does have a big impact of it. So, you know, overtraining is a big thing and we got to peel that mirror back a little bit as well. So we ultimately have an, a goal as to where we want to get to and the social media and everything around in our environment and how we portray and look at other people has a big influence on us. And we just want to make sure that Number one, you, you have a support system around you. We are a great support system with each other. We, we open up and we talk to a lot of... But you get a lot of couples that don't do that. And you have a lot of people that aren't involved in a couple in a relationship that they don't have that support system. So that's where you know finding a coach comes into play as well. Um, but you have to have a good support system. She's got friends that she talks to beyond me, believe it or not. She does have people that she can talk to. Um, but how would you uh, give a little influence on that? Give a little input on that with your with your social media, uh, not just social media, but your social surroundings. surroundings? With your friends, yeah, with your friends. Um, well, a lot of my friends feel that you know fitness and general nutrition is very important as well. So I guess we attract the people that we also want to be or how we are in our lives. So. You know, like, for example, a, a couple of my friends were very into just being fit in general. And, like, we bounce a lot of stuff off of each other all the time about, you know, best ways to do things and, you know, educating each other on on proper ways to do things. And um, But then you get, you know, you have friends that you would like to influence to be better and healthier. But then, you know, it, you have to also it's walk delicate. on eggshells yeah, because, it's, it's you know, situation. it's a delicate situation because... You know, they can tell you, well, that's easy for you to say, you know, because, you know, and I reference, I always like watching Drew Manny, he's the fit to fat to fit guy. And he actually did a journey where he actually really, he got very, very heavy to sympathize and be able to understand what it was like to feel that way for his clients. Cause he's also a, a, a fitness coach, yeah. um, also a big influencer on you know, social media and, 
and very well uh, followed. And he did that because he was like, well, I'm teaching you how to eat. I'm teaching you how to train, but you don't listen to me. You know what? You know, it's just easy to say, but not, it's hard to do. Yeah, of course you know? it's hard to do. That, it's that so, first step is, honestly, the, the first step is reaching out to somebody for help. I mean, that, that's a big portion of it. But it's not only reaching out to somebody for help to, to try to get things right in your system. It's actually implementing the first changes. So if you have a coach that's saying, okay, we need to start implementing A, B, and C, and then you yeah, 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 I'm going to do A, B, and C, and then you just turn around and you don't do any of it, right. and then you go back and you blame the coach, that's a, that's a big thing. We have to be ready for that change. You could say, I'm ready to go, and you can reach out to a coach, and yeah, I'm definitely going to do it, I'm definitely going to do it, and then when the coach starts saying, okay, let's, let's, let's start implementing A, B, and C, and you just turn around and say yes, that's what we right. talked about the yes train uh, before, and then you just don't implement those changes. Right. You know, you can't go back and blame the coach, but that's a, you know. And then, you know, you have those friends that don't understand how your lifestyle is. So of they, they criticize in a sense, like, well, why do you work out so much? Or why do you do this? Why do you restrict your diet so much? But they don't understand that. So it, it's a little, you know, it's hard to deal with that situation where, well, this is what's right for me. You may not see it that way. And it's, it's even harder when you have family members. Family members is a big portion of it. You know, Family just members don't always saying, why, why are you, you doing that? Why? why do you make so much time for that? Well, it's important to make time for your health, of course. You know, like health is not, there's no price. Yeah, what we do in so, the way we live our lives is completely going to be different for other people. You may find people that have the same type of interests and may not want to go as in deep, as in detailed as we do with things. And then you may have other people that just don't care at all. I mean, I have a lot of friends that every single night... They're going. They're going to eat fast food. They're drinking every single night. However, they also, you know, go and do jujitsu, or they're at the gym, or whatever it is that they're doing. You know, they work out every single day, and I fell victim to that too. Is you know, just because I'm working out, I can eat whatever I want, I can drink whatever I want, I can do whatever I want, but I wasn't ultimately in a healthy state because of that. Everybody has a different environment that they have, or a different environment they want to be around. I choose well, what's to, important to them? Their priorities. You no, know, that's you know? it. That's priorities. It. I mean, I have prior. You have priorities. My, our priorities to be live, live the healthiest lifestyle that we could possibly do mm-hmm. because we have children yeah. and we want to influence those children in a positive manner as well. Growing up, I mean, even though my mom and, and stepdad and everybody were involved in the gym, you know, they weren't really a hundred percent the healthiest people because of their nutrition as well. They worked out a lot and they were great coaches and in, in, in working out but when it came to nutrition nobody ever really educated us on how to, to eat properly and how to eat the right way you know that came over time and ultimately we want to as parents do that differently for our children our children are you know they've got their pros and they've got their cons with it I mean I think with how they eat. with how they eat but again the way we portray our body image within our household has an influence on our children as well. So we want to make sure that, in my opinion, and I know she does it too, that we're not being overly critical out loud in our household about our bodies. I mean, her and I talk about it when we sit in the sauna or we're in our room, but I don't think you've ever done it where you're being overly critical of yourself in front of our daughter. No, and this is a good segue to body image and children and how we portray ourselves in front of our children. Um, And how you mentioned growing up... um, I didn't get a lot of good education. I mean, at least I don't think so. And hopefully my mom, when she listens to this, she won't be upset that I'm saying this. But I mean, growing up in an Italian household, you know, pasta was uh, a big 
thing in our family and fried foods too and now we learn that even frying in olive oil is not a good thing because right. olive oil is not supposed to be under high heat right so you know and th they thought that was healthy to fry in olive oil um so you know growing up i don't think i got that education on nutrition but then again maybe that's true of a lot of our generation maybe because i think it's true of it wasn't really overly yeah. you know it wasn't a big deal although my mom was always busy and athletic and wanting you know she was in the gym a lot too i remember growing up um but as far as nutrition i just didn't really know how to eat and so hence i mean i don't you know i don't blame my parents for the eating disorder part of my life um i think it was just i was the first child and i always strive to be perfect and that was a part of how i dealt with my body image is i, I went through a period of anorexia and then bulimia and I think it started around 18 when I was going to go off to college and, and it scared me to death to go to a new school. So I think, you know, I had to get ready, you know, be this great skinny person to start a new school, to meet new people. And so I fell down that really horrible path. But, you know, I bounced back um, and learned a lot from it. And it, it actually, I guess it goes to how, you know, my experience level for today on how to you know, teach others and maybe how to be around my children. I think it has helped me in a lot of ways be the person I am today anyway. Of course, yeah. And so when my children are around, you know, I just, we just try to really just teach them what's healthy foods, what's good for your body, what's good for the inside of your body. You know, my daughter says she's skinny and she knows she's skinny, but she also doesn't do too well with eating. And we try to tell her, well, it's good. It, may catch up to you one day yeah. so you know you, it's just important that you feed your body with healthy foods because we talk to them about that gut microbiome too and and the essentials the macros nutrition in general and i i really try hard not to say anything about how about my body in a negative way because i don't want my daughter to end up like i did with yeah. uh you know worrying about her self-image and then it, and I don't think that's what, I mean, they're going to have the social media and they're going to have TikTok. They're already on TikTok. They're already, you know, looking at this stuff and hopefully it doesn't kind of flip the switch in their brains that they need to look like these people that they see on social media and then turn into bad habits. Yeah, um, well, that's where having a positive influence in the household yes. comes into play. And again, we've done a lot of education over time, you know, but, you know, for the regular parents out there who haven't educated themselves on fitness or nutrition as much as we have, they may not have the proper tools to veer their children in that direction to a healthier nutrition lifestyle or how do we get our kids who are very carb heavy or very sugar heavy away from it in a proper method versus just saying, hey, you know, you're, yeah, you're restricting you're, it so much and then, then yeah, you're going to have them hiding it because right. I've seen rappers in my daughter's room. Of right. chocolate and so and I don't want them to get to the point where they're hiding food right because we're restricting it or we're saying it's so bad for you right so there's a proper method of doing that and it's just openly communicating with your children about the proper education of it and not shaming them away from not wanting to do it and I've heard a couple because our daughter's involved in dance as well and I've heard a couple of things of kids within the dance community be like oh I've got to keep this dancer's body and I've heard her say things like that too. And, yeah. you know, she's little. She's only 11, 11 years, years old. old. So, you know, to have the that influence of kids on the bus or kids in the dance or this, have that, that environment, that pressure on them to maintain this type of body, we want to make sure that that education within the household is there. So, you know, again, 
find a good coach. If you need help with that, that's why, you know, we're here for Lifestyle Fitness. Uh, but also just reach out to, to coaches online or behavioral therapists online or, or, or something to, to have a support system. And again, that's what I was saying before, create a good support system around you to help deal with this stuff. Um, down the road as you go along. Even if you don't have children and you need to educate children of that, educate yourself and surround yourself with some positive people or surround yourself with a good network of, of like doctors or, or coaches or people that like we've done. So I think that's a good segue to, to wrap it up. That was a great podcast. You did a good job. For your first podcast, you did a good job. I know you were nervous, but I think you did a great job. It was impromptu. And I think... You didn't know what we were going to talk about. Wait, I told you what we were going to talk about. So anyway, uh, part, part one done. Part two is going to be Mike and Ashley coming up. And again, you know, click on the resources down below. You know, we've got the current courses out there. Um, we've got the, the Booty Builder course, the 8-Week to Shred course, but of course the 28-Day Nutrition Challenge as well. And I think it's a proper way to reset that, what Peter was talking about, that gut biome to really put yourself on the right track if you're interested in starting that, that nutrition course and getting your foot on the right path for nutrition. The 28-day challenge is a great way to start it. But anyway, you got our social media links down below. Thanks for listening. Anything else you want to add? No. No, she's done. Podcast one down. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Everybody have a good one. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Stay happy. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.